Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How are you all today? I hope that everybody is well, and wherever you are, you are feeling a little bit of peace, a little bit of happiness, and that you have some strength inside of you that is never-ending because that's one of the most important things in this world, I think, is that eternal strength and the internal strength. And sometimes we forget that we have this huge power within us that is our guide in life. And it's sad, really, because we look so much to the outside for the answers And yet all the answers that we need are literally waiting inside of us. But that also comes from the strength and the courage to follow one's own heart, as opposed to what is going on outside in the world, which can be daunting at the best of times, but especially now. And we can't lose our way. We simply can't. If we follow that inner voice, that inner guidance, the voice that keeps coming to us, that is going to give us peace, we can't go wrong. Now, today's guest has been a real favourite, I have to say, with all of you out there. I've had so many messages and so many of the listeners who have asked to have him back again. And I'm really delighted to welcome back Mir Abbas Ali. Now, Mia, if you remember, is an acupuncturist, a martial arts master, and a Chinese medical expert. After he graduated as an acupuncturist and in the Shaolin arts, he started to train in the Taoist arts, Qigong, Neigong, Bagua, Tuina, amongst other arts. This morning is um, one of those rough mornings, I have to say, where it's very damp in the UK. And we're all feeling a little bit roosterish, I have to say. Now, Mir's quest, this is the whole point. This is where Mir comes in. Because at these times in life, we need somebody to pull us out of ourselves and literally to guide us onto the right path. And because he has specialised in the internal arts, He has been on the side of serious meditation and spiritual inquiry. And it's this type of training for any of us, but especially for himself, that keeps one seeking and developing for the rest of one's life. 
in a way, it's a way of life. He is experienced in the martial arts such as Eskrima, Penchak Silat and Sistema, as well as modern self-defense systems. He has had really a great privilege to represent Great Britain in the Qi Kim Thong lineage of Nan Shaolin Wuzukuan in China and to be filmed for Chinese documentaries, as well as being interviewed for many Chinese news programs. Mir has been lucky enough to travel across the world to train with masters in China, America, Malaysia, Europe, and New Zealand. And he has been awarded a seventh Dan grade by the International Southern Shaolin Five Ancestors Association in China. Mir has been, I suppose, one word for it is blessed to have received years of transmissions and training in the Taoist lineage energy arts, as well as training regularly with legendary Russian masters. He has traveled to New Zealand to learn from the true Maori warriors and healers who were extremely generous to pass on their teachings to him from their family and lineages to help benefit people worldwide, which he's actually doing right now. Today, he shares more of his journey and his pearls of wisdom. Welcome back, Nir. Hello, Mimi. But how have you been? I have to say, people have been absolutely, you know, amazed with the last um, episode where you were um, on, and they really wanted you to come back on again. And they were especially interested in the healing um, in the guidance of the traditional sort of Chinese and the Eastern arts, because I yes. think, you know, as you know already, people mm. are really being pulled to that ancient and traditional wisdom. Yeah. Um, now, tell us a little bit more. Let's recap a little bit um, for people, some people that haven't listened to the um, previous episode. In a sort of a paragraph, tell us a little bit about what you do and what your work is all about. Okay, so essentially, I, I guess my shop front is that I'm an acupuncturist or practitioner of Chinese medicine. Um, mm. So that could be bodywork, herbs, mostly acupuncture and bodywork is what I tend to uh, spend most of my, my time with. Uh, but being, uh, I guess, a martial artist and some of that kind of practices in Orthodox Qigong and um, meditation, etc., um, there's a different dynamic and aspect and different dimension. Uh, to what I'm able to offer and the perspective I offer it from. So my personal way is to basically offer basically treatments, etc., from the perspective of trying to free people, uh, of trying to kind of open them up uh, to whatever their possibilities are, not just make sure that the elbow pain disappears or the, the back pain disappears. You don't always have to be explicit about it and say that's what you're doing because if someone's just coming in for an elbow pain you don't start talking to them about other things um but my objective is always to open people up so that they're, they're free to move uh, on their own journeys now this is an interesting point because you treat people holistically and it's not about well as you said my elbow hurts my arm hurts my foot hurts and you're not that type of expert are you you are the type that looks at everything I suppose spiritually emotionally physically on all levels 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think. I guess it's it's the way I've I've trained. I, I was taught, but also the way I, I want to see things and, and treat people as well. Um, because I think you know, the the elbow pain may be symptomatic of of something else. So, uh, let's say really sim- a very simple example might be mm. that someone comes in with an elbow pain, and then you ask, you know, why do you have elbow pain? What is it that started off? <clears throat> Excuse me, and it might be that. Oh, I, I spend lots of time, I don't know, uh, hammering uh, and doing stuff. I said, and what do you do for a living? Oh, oh I'm, I'm a, I work in an office. Oh, uh, well, why are you hammering then? And then, oh, I, I just come home and I, I feel that basically I need to get rid of the frustrations I have in life at home. So I've taken up this hobby where I'm, I'm making things. Um, and so, oh, okay, so that's really interesting. So what you get is two things, is that they're, they're doing something in life to pay the bills, but they've now got something in life that's basically perhaps something they're more passionate about, but also something that they're using to perhaps get rid of their frustration. Then the mm-hmm. next kind of question is, okay, so so what are you making and how are you making it? And then you know, they might describe the way in that they're, they're doing the skill they're doing or sort of the, the thing that they're doing. But, you know, it's the way they're describing it is that's what I'm listening out for. <clears throat> I'm not always concerned with the details and that, oh, I'm making teddy bears or I'm making cots for children's houses. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I'm mm. interested in, in how they say it. And if they're, they're saying, oh, gosh, yeah, I, I make these kids' houses and I, I put as much effort into it as much as I can or I, I really try to screw everything in. And the energy that they're putting behind the words is what I'm looking out for and trying to see and understand. And then you can see where they're coming from, the place that they reside, the place they reside in their hearts and their minds and um, how they operate from that place onwards. And so you can see, ah, right, I see this person more frustrated, this person's angry, this person has other issues going on, which is what's fueling them kind of perhaps using their elbow too strongly or hammering out the things with with their arms too strongly, which is causing the pain. So we need to treat the elbow pain because because that's what they've come in for. But what the bigger question and the bigger picture is is what's causing the frustration, what's causing the the headaches, the the heartache, and, and any other type of pain, and that has to be addressed too, uh, and seen to, and kind of softened and opened up for them. And are people aware of that? What you're doing. Is it a case of that some people who are more on this type of, I suppose, um, mystical path mm. are in search of that, are more open to it, and others just think it is a treatment for whatever part of the body? Is it always so obvious to people, or is it mostly a very subtle work? It's what I try and do is basically meet people where they are and how they come in. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a range. I'm, I'm very lucky in where we live. Uh, we have a full range of people, those who are seeking and finding and mm-hmm. those who, who can't see. Um, and the people who can't see, that's not a problem. They just have the their elbow pain, whatever it is they come in for. And I treat that. And even though I do the other stuff alongside uh, mm. at the same time they basically don't see it they don't know it they don't see it but I'm still treating them for what they've come in for the label they've come in for so mm. you know I, I meet their needs and they're they're happy with that 
And but what happens is sometimes increasingly more so is that more and more people are coming into a spotting what I'm doing. Um, so they tend to be people who are a bit more sensitive, um, whether it's energetically, psychically, or emotionally. They can spot that there's something else going on. Um, they they can't always label it because of course I'm coming from a different place, a place that they may not have any experience with uh, directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but often they kind of see, feel, and know that there's something else ha- is happening, and they will often just let it happen because they know that one I'm, I'm dealing with the 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 pain or discomfort or the issue they've come in with, but two they kind of feel. Um, trust enough for me to let me do what I do and then often they're just happy uh, that that's happening they recognize something's happening mm. don't say anything and just keep coming back and then sometimes I get called out and some people say oh what are you doing what, what, what else is going on here and then depending mm. on how they ask or what they ask I will, I will tell them but I'll only uh, really tell them what I think they can cope with and if they ask the right questions I will give them more answers um, if they ask certain questions, I'll only give them certain answers. Um, but I don't, yeah, I generally don't tell people what I'm doing, but if people can feel it or they know it, then that's, that's fine. That's okay. Because I have to say to the listeners out there, Mir is absolutely fantastic. I'm not being biased, but he is a fantastic therapist. And um, one thing I will share um, with everybody is that, for example, um, Mia also is my therapist and um, uh, we, we've known each other for many years. And one of the incidences that I had um, is where I had a lot of pain in my arm and it was excruciating for about two years. And he did something. I didn't even realize he'd done it, but he, there was a click. You know, when, when you go to a therapist, you don't know what the hell's going on. Then suddenly they do a click. And But this wasn't a normal click because for three days after that, I felt rough, really rough. But I felt totally that whatever energetically Mir was stuck there had left. And that was just coming from my arm and the pain in my arm that I'd had for two years. But it released so I can really vouch for Mir's work that it really does release things that I think could have been stuck not only for years, Mir, but also maybe through ancestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 true. Uh, things like that exist, and I think unfortunately, um, not enough people pay um, enough attention to that. So. Sometimes it's you know the time's right for something that like that to be changed, mm. and sometimes it, it carries forward. Um, those ancestral issues can um, they come up in all kinds of different ways, um, and you know. Tell us a little bit about down. that because that's something near that a lot of people um, have asked me about. Um, is about is it something that happened to my grandmother or great grandmother or great grandfather, mm. or you know because we carry that DNA because this is why yeah. DNA is so important um, and it's so precious because it contains that element of the divine, but it's also the print, isn't it, through 
the lineage, the bloodlines yes. that go through all of us. Tell us a little bit, because I know you know a lot about this and people are very interested. You know, that's why I think sites like Ancestry and all of that, they're yes. curious about where did I come from, you know, and past lives. Is it because yeah. I don't know I was Cleopatra or I don't know <laughs> who, you know, or a yak farmer in another life that I'm feeling so rough now? Um, but, you know, it, it's something that I think within all of us, historically, we want to know where, who and why. Where did we come from? Who were the people that were our forefathers? Mm, yes, that's, I mean, that's, that's very important um, because essentially the, the ancestral issues that have been brought forward to you kind of, they to an extent predetermine where you go. And the direction that you go in, and perhaps your children, uh, the, the issues that you yeah. pass down. So there can be all kinds of issues um, that are passed down through, through, let's say, the genetics. That's probably the easiest way to say, mm. to say modern language. Um, so as they're passed down to the genes, the things that come from, uh, you know, 10, 14 generations back, um, they pass down. One of the things that happens is, let's say something was passed down from my father to me and obviously things were passed down to him as well but then mm. there's some of us have let's say a, a bigger obligation to perhaps clear some of that karma or some of those ancestral issues um in our current lifetimes some of mm. us have less ob obligation and can continue to do what we do in our own lives perhaps and, and perhaps do some of that and complete some of the obligations there too so things can be passed down. I think they can be traced back quite um, quite reliably through different means by mm. up to about 14 generations. Um, so I think if you look at dental work, uh, some of the dental uh, work, some of the dentists, specialists around the world, they can see uh, issues that have uh, happened to your, your forefathers and uh, everything going back 14 generations. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, face readers, I mean, we can basically look at things that perhaps go back again around about 10 to 14 maximum. Um, it does become more and more faint as you go back, but I can see the obligations in your face that basically you uh, have now and perhaps you may carry forward, but perhaps where they've gone back a few generations too. Um, so yeah, it can, it can go back a, a long way. So some people, if you don't complete uh, what has come forward onto you, then of course you pass it on to your children. Or um, if you don't have any uh, kind of biological children of your own or ones who are adopted or come to you or ones that you foster because they can carry your karma forward as well. They don't have to be blood. Um, then They don't have you know, to be blood. They don't have to be blood. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that happens is, obviously, you know, we've got a daughter and we, we've adopted mm -hmm. her, um, you know, one of the things that happens is that they may or may not be adopted. They may or may not be, um, you know, your actual blood, but karmically they, you know, you're tied. So they may still have to carry some of your karma forward um, and some of their own, but they come to you um, for different reasons, either to highlight issues that you have that need clearing or to take them away from you and take them off your hands so that they can carry them forward and clear them for you. So that's, that's two things that can happen with children. That's incredible, really, mm. that, some, so, yeah. that everyone we meet really has a reason to come into our life. 
Yes, absolutely. You know, whether they're blood yeah. or not, you know, some people don't have blood relations or relatives or siblings or anything like that. It doesn't matter. You know, the, the friends and the company you keep are part of your your history and your, your karma and everything that you carry with you and have carried forward uh, to today. So, you know, there are important lessons to be learned there and things that you can carry and share out amongst you and uh, help each other with. Uh, help, yeah, help each other with. Uh, but the ancestral stuff, yeah, it comes through the bloodlines, <clears throat> excuse me, most most easily. And um, mm. I guess, that, yeah, we all have different obligations mm. to clear them or not. And some people recognize it and clear things and some people don't. I, I, I was seeing someone, uh, actually, I saw her yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but I saw her a couple of weeks ago and she was complaining about something on her face. She she didn't like the, the look of. Um, and because she's particularly open, um, mm spiritually and energetically and she was actually kind of moaning about her her forehead and how basically she didn't like the shape of it it, it, it had changed mm. I said listen the the shape that's actually happening you forward and the, shape, the place it's coming from actually shows there's an ancestral application coming from your mother's side that you are basically not completing and you haven't touched upon and it's only because you're open to this that I'm going to tell you uh, mm. but you, you need to go and find out what it is uh, and I think she spoke to her mother and they they found out I think there was um, there were artists I think her mother was an artist her her grandmother was an artist uh, but she had not um, her mother had not done anything with it her grandmother had not done anything with it and this patient she had not done anything with it either uh, so that they had a discussion and they were basically talking about what hadn't been done what they'd wanted to do as growing up with the talents that they had um, but mm-hmm. not done anything with, and so now she's decided to go and do a little bit with that. What she what she does and where it goes, I don't know. Um, but that's just one of the things that you explore. It's basically what was left uncompleted by others, and perhaps it's a talent for music, for art, for gardening, for something else. And um, they never never had an opportunity in their own lives to to do anything with. But maybe you do, you know. So you, you go and do something with it, and that just uh, opens things up. That's an incredible story because when you look at it, then we have a duty and a moral duty to our ancestors in a way and to whoever comes after us because really it's a field of energy that we're carrying through the universe, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And you can carry it in your, also your, your physical body and the mm. energy bodies around you. Um, your it's included in not only your family bloodline, but it's included in the community you live in, um, perhaps the uh, the area you live in as well, um, mm. perhaps even the nation you live in. You know, so there could be a collective karma there that everyone is a part of that you can't really escape. And of course, that extends to the world, you know, uh, to the world and different parts of the, the universe and what's happening there. So we don't always have complete control or, or knowledge of what's going on and why things are happening but we get caught up in in our own stuff in our uh, pre, in our own uh, previous lives uh, our ancestors lives uh, what's happening to our communities our countries religions and the world at general so it's a whole there's all kinds of things overlapping that we are a part of uh, and that's why we can only just do the best that we do, you know, individually and maybe as a collective, if you're, if you're lucky to be part of any type of community. Indeed, because 
now that we're talking about this, whatever is happening um, in the world, it's very difficult for people, especially. And this is one of the things that they, people that got in contact with me after we had our talk last time, is that they're finding it very difficult to separate in a healthy way from the saturated, I suppose, opinions of whether it be the media, of people, whoever it is, outside of themselves. Because one of the most difficult things, I think, is to remain on your own path, Mir, isn't it? And yes. not to be influenced by even your nearest and dearest if they're not actually helping you on that path. Yes. Um, how, do, how does one deal with such a situation when they're bombarded constantly with information after information, information and opinions mm. and thoughts and thoughts? And sometimes, I don't know about you, but you can be driving and you can feel this heaviness in the air. It's so, so heavy and it's a burden. And then other days you'll go out and it's lifted again. Yes. Yeah. So how do we do it? How do we deal? What methods can we use to deal with this in a way, remain detached? Sort of, you know, as Rumi said, you know, you're in the world, but you're not of the, you know, you're not of the world, so to speak. How do you do that? Through different ways, <clears throat> excuse me, different ways and different approaches. But for me personally, I try to understand who I am, uh, more than anything, um, where I am and where I'm supposed to be going. There's this thing in um, in Dara's face reading or alchemy that we talk about, which is called your your golden path. Mm -hmm. And what that states is everyone has a reason for being here. Now, a lot of people might not feel they have, but we do. It doesn't matter if you're in a small village in the middle of nowhere. There's only uh, 50 people that live there. You you are important. No, you're here for a reason. And there are things that you are here to do uh, and you have your own path. Um, or if you're part of, you know, a million people in the city, you know, who just feels like, you know, you're insignificant. That's not mm. true. No, we all have a reason uh, to be here. And what happens is we, we got told by, whether it's society, religion, the, the news, fear of something, hope for something, whatever it might be that's trying to uh, fill our brains to think or feel in one way. But one of the things to do is basically is just find out who you are and develop and to develop yourself. Now, I did that through different means, through obviously um, kind of Taoism and kind of uh, Qigong and meditation. And that was the way I did it. Some people will choose to do it through religion to find their meaning and their, mm -hmm. their reason for being through religion. Other people do it uh, by other means and kind of whether it's meditation or anything else, that's, that's all fine. But one of the things that happens is we get distracted in life by whatever it might be, uh, mm. whether, whether it's our, our own pain and suffering or our, you know, us seeking comfort rather than pain or whatever it might be. But an awful lot of things that happen tend to be distractions and knock off knock us off our paths mm. um, and what we need to do and what I tend to do and uh, this is just the way I work uh, I know other people work like this as well is that I just try to clear the obstacles out of people's ways so that they can continue in their path 
Now, your own golden path, your own reason for being here is, is your own and is really important. And what tends to happen, those closest to us, our, our family, especially our family, tend to be the ones that will try and take you off it. Um, they will basically, for reasons of, of ego and other Why issues. is that, Mir, that it's actually, <clears throat> primarily, it's a lot of the time our families mm, yeah, that yeah. Um, seem to be hell-bent in some ways on... Um, pulling you towards a completely different road yeah that's right so basically depending on the um perspective you have if you basically chose if you were spirit and you cho- you choose to come into the body that you're in presently mm. then you choose to have the the challenges that those the people in that family bring to you because you have something to learn and to gain uh and to to let go of so they are if if you want to say it that they're, they're your closest gatekeepers they are the people that are not going to let you pass unless you learn those those lessons. So they're, they're meant to be there. They're, they're kind of meant to make your life hard. They're meant to tell you you can't <laughs> do it. They're meant to tell you, don't waste your time. What, what are you doing that for? You're, not, you're never going to do anything with your life. Don't, don't, what, what, you, uh, what do you think you can be? You know, they're, they're meant to bring you down. But what you're meant to do is learn how to grow out of that space how you grow around it, how you go through it, how you go over it. Um, you know, and they, for their own reasons of ego, because they um, are fearful themselves or they have their own tension in their own lives, um, their own disappointments, their own uncertainties, um, they don't want you to succeed in some way, shape or form because maybe they didn't in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, and often you'll get lots of people kind of try and push you forward and tell you you can do it. And you're lucky if you've got that, which is wonderful. You know, so it's just mm. it's nice that they'll say, you know, of course you can. I know you can do this. I know you can go forward. I know you can become better. I know you can learn this thing. I know you can become that person. And, you know, if you've got that, then you're, you're really fortunate. And I think what happens sometimes is when, when you do follow your own passion and people see that you can't be deterred, sometimes they change and they'll, they're the ones that threw up all the biggest obstacles. But once you focus on yourself and you start changing, those people around you change too. And suddenly they're saying, well, you know what? I knew you could do it. You know, hold on. You know, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you told me I couldn't, I couldn't become anything. Mm. You know, now you're telling me that you knew I could do it all along. You know, it's just, um, but they, they change too, you know, so in the process of you changing. So, important things to focus on yourself you know um and who you are where you think you're meant to be and to keep working towards it you know just develop yourself let go of the obstacles and and the distractions because on our golden path and the in the place we're supposed to be our kind of destiny if if you want to call it we can (laughs) we can basically become distracted we can obviously not meet our true calling we can basically be taken off the path um and that's that's not what you're here for and i'm you know i suspect everyone who's listened to this podcast and listened to your podcast they know that they're, they're here for a reason and they want something more they you know they know they can achieve more uh, whether it's for themselves or for others and for you know for humanity in general um so we all get distracted it's just a matter of kind of like bringing yourself back by whatever means works for you and that you know of in your culture and in your way 
to improve yourself and then you will see and feel that others will change too you know and it's just um you know you just have to work yourself and i think i, I said the last time i was on the podcast you know the um when i was when i've been doing martial arts for a long long time but um when i started to get really serious into it um you know people were saying well no why why are you doing that you're, you're getting hurt all the time don't do that they've got a i mean mm. now a t-shirt used to have a um a picture of a buddha in it um, you know, and some of my religious friends was, will be like, you know, you shouldn't do that. That's that's satanic work. You know, you can't have a picture of a Buddha on you. You know, they're trying to bring you towards devil worship, you know. And oh, I was having dear. people, you know, people left, right and centre, you know, my, especially my family saying, what are you doing? Well, you're wasting mm. your time. Don't do it. You mm. know, and decades later, they're all the same people who are going around uh, telling everyone how proud they are that I'm... I've achieved this, that, and the other in the martial arts and other things. So, oh, look what he can do. Look, I see. That's my son. That's my uncle. That's my whatever. Mm, you mm. Know, that's, and they're, they're the same people who were a few decades ago telling me not to waste my time and not, not to go forward in life. You know, And you still get it. You get it. So it's just, um, yeah, you just have to try and find out who you are. Just, you know, go for it. Don't listen to distraction because distraction is there to challenge you uh, and to make you want it more and to clear it. And you learn you learn, you learn things about uh, the people, who you are, and the challenges you have in front of you and around you. you you're supposed to have those. We're not supposed to have an easy life. That's no, that's, that's, that's the great misconception, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Every, everyone wants a nice life where they've got lots of money, Lots, you know, really perfect. I just want health, to be happy. Good happy friends. Times. Yeah, exactly. You want that. to be healthy. And then I tell you what, and then, you know, as we speak to people, I spoke to people who mm. they've got their money, you know, you know, uh, they've got reasonable health, and then they're all bored. Mm. You know, they're all bored. They're really unhappy because they haven't got challenges in life. They mm. haven't got a daily struggle that's making them uh, do things. They haven't got an aim. You know, aim is really important. Like, you know what, I want to lose two stone, but I can't because I have this. And then you work hard towards that. You know, I was just like, you know what, I, I really want to be able to, you know, play basketball and get that ball in that basket. And then you can't do it. So the, the struggle is important. The struggle is what makes us human. Not, mm. com not coming into this life where basically you have all the money, all the gifts in the world. And you have this really... Um, yeah, kind of unaffected life, which isn't very fulfilling in any way. You know there's something missing if you come into a life like that. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, I mean, I like what you said. I actually love it. And, um, you know, that these people that we have, in effect, a soul contract with um, are the gatekeepers. But they're the gatekeepers to a huge potential within us, aren't they? Yes, yes, yeah. Absolutely. You know, this, um, my, uh, my daughter, she was asking me about, um, she was asking me what, what a phoenix was. And I was telling the story of, you know, how the phoenix basically, you know, is, is reborn stronger yeah. through, through, you know, adversity and, and deep, deep challenge. And, you know, that transformation and that alchemical change mm. is what made the phoenix what it is and what everyone looks up to. And, you know, and that's what makes them so amazing. And it's, that's what we, we will have our individual families for, you know, just, you know, the challenges you have, the people saying, well, you know what, you will, you will never do this. You can't do this. Don't listen to that. Don't waste your time. That's the whole point that, you know, what you're supposed to do with that is to take lessons from that and use it as fuel. Use all the people who are telling you, no, you're, you're rubbish. You can't do this. 
your waste of time. Use that as fuel to move you forward. Don't, don't let it press you down. You're supposed to take it, transform it, add it to yourself, and use it to become even better. Really important. It's, it's, very, it's very important. Yeah, but it's not so easy, is it, Mir? It's not. To, but To do that. No, it's not. No, that's, the, that's the individual challenge we have. But mm. if you begin with that actual mindset, just to begin with, then it's something you can transform and find a way of transforming yourself in some way, uh, shape or form, to, to power you forward. You know, the, I don't know, what's one of the things? So one of the things I think, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but, you know, for a long time, I've had the challenge of trying to learn how to, to speak, read and write Chinese. Very, mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Uh, but of oh course, my goodness, what a challenge. Oh gosh, yeah, and I don't have the time and all these kind of things. So it's just, it's, it's a, I've got lots of uh, challenges. Um, but, you know, I remember a, a little while ago, someone who's, who's a colleague who's Chinese, and I said, oh, you know what, I've been trying to learn that. And, and they just laughed and I said, don't waste the time. What do you want to do that for? I said, oh, okay. So basically, they, they, they don't want me to succeed. They, exactly. they're looking, they, they want me to fail in some way, shape or form. Maybe not mm. maliciously, not, not in a bad way. But as far as they're concerned, it's a waste of my time uh, and I'm never going to do it. So, of course, I use that thought. You know what, no, I'm going to spend more time doing this so that when I have a conversation with them in Chinese – they'll be like, wow, you really did it, you know, rather than kind of thinking, oh, you know what, I think they're right. I'm not going to waste my time. And then I go, you know, I stay exactly where I am in life, which is fine. Staying where you are uh, exactly can be a really good achievement and not going backwards. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I just have that mindset that, you know, people can say, oh, you can't do it, to make me think, actually, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and not just prove you wrong, but I'm going to do it by this really nice, kind-hearted way, by becoming really good at something that you think I can't do, and by not pushing your face, but by showing by example that I can be competent and very good at it, and happy doing so, and that will change you in your mind and your perspective and how you see me. And it's you know, and that's just a decision-making thing, just in my mind, and then from there. You, you move forward and, and then you find a way to do it incrementally. You know, um, whatever the, the skill might be or the issue might be, like, you know, some people, you know, learning to to walk, learning a, a language, learning how to draw, playing an instrument, whatever it might be, you know, moving to a different country. Um, if you don't try, um, you'll never find out. Or maybe you have to do things in a different way. You know, it's, it's not always the way we think it's going to be. And everyone has their own personal mountain to climb, I yeah. suppose, is one thing that we sometimes forget, that we don't really know what's going on with people, we, even though we've known them for years sometimes. Yeah. We really don't know who they are. No. I've, I've found that time and time again um, with friends, with family, where I thought one thing and they totally surprised me and say something completely different. And I said, well, that's not like you. And they will say, well, actually, that's the real me. I just mm. haven't had the courage to say it. Yes, yes, that's right. There's, um, I, I forgot who said it, but there's um, this quote that basically people have their, um, they have their public lives, they have their private mm. lives, and they have a secret life. Yes, I've heard of that, but yeah. I don't know who said that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Mm. It's just, you know, and what happens is you... You 
you get things from those people from those three different places. So you get people who speak in their public persona all the time, but then sometimes, you know, you sit with them and they start speaking to you privately. And then you hear things from that place and you're like, oh, this is different to what they they put out and who I thought they were. Yeah. And then on the other occasion, not often, but sometimes you might hear something from them from their secret lives and how they think secretly, uh, which can be quite surprising often, you know. So it's an, uh, sometimes it can really throw you and, and sometimes you're, you know, often you're very surprised. And I think what happens is, you know, we, we all have imprints from different parts of our, our lives. So when your, your mum shouted at you when you were five years old and when your dad smacked you when you were seven years old, and when the neighbours said something really mean to you when you were 11 years old, mm. and when, you, when your friends were really horrible to you at school when you were 13 year old, year old when you were bullied at 14 year old. And what happens is though you, you have those little imprints freeze on you at those different parts of your, your lives. And then you speak as a, an injured, a bullied 14 year old. Sometimes when something happens, that your yes. bullied person comes out because um, you're, you're frozen in time in that place. And that's still in your mind, in your body, in your energy. And then, you know, something else happens. And then you speak as a, you know, as a, as a, a four-year-old who's scared. You know, because you're like, oh my God, heights! Oh, I can't do this. And you see people's faces change, their voices change, they revert mm. back to being a four-year-old. And then you kind of, you know, you sometimes you you're you're speaking as a an arrogant, you know, fifteen-year-old who thinks that they know everything. You know, we speak from different places all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I, it's and I very think if, true. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, and that's who we are because of our own fears and our own uncertainties. But then when we trigger other people's, you know, and then they attack you with that so you might be speaking to a friend who's you know 45 but then you say you know what i'm i'm going to you know what i'm going to do i'm, I'm going to go traveling and I'm, I'm going to go to turkey uh, next year and then they speak to you as someone who is 12 years old who heard bad things about turkey and they're like oh don't go to turkey because i heard it's really dangerous and you will see their voice change their, their face change and everything yes. else yes. and i whoa okay uh you know or you know you you, you say something that they, they weren't expecting and then they lash out at you as an injured seven-year-old, you know, and they're like, mm. oh, I didn't say that to you. I was like, oh, hold on, I didn't say anything. I was just saying that I was going to perhaps do this with my life. I wasn't, you know, telling you you had to do it, but that's mm. the place they're coming from, you know, and <laughs> that, that's one of the things that we, well, that's what I try and get rid of as much as possible for people is that I get, I try and attach those places, those frozen places in inside people and get those to slowly dissolve. And that's what I do for myself through meditation in Qigong. Um, and that's what we do with martial arts as well, actually. Um, and that's an important part of trying to become free um, and a free person is to find out where you're frozen in time, and what those triggers are um, and where you're coming from in that place of time and use breathing, meditation, movement, prayer, whatever it might be, to dissolve and let go of those places. You don't need to be that scared seven-year-old anymore. You don't need to be that angry 13-year-old anymore. You know, you don't need to be that person who's bullied at, you know, at 15 anymore. Uh, you know, if you let go of those, and then, then you've got less things holding you back from achieving your destiny and becoming who you're supposed to be. Um, unfortunately we, we hold on to those things because 
people stick them into us using fear, anger and, and hatred and all kinds of other means. And often we, well, we do basically just hold on to them um, and use them to, you know, be the victim in life or to be angry, the reason we're angry all the time or be the reason that we, um, we are in general, you know. So if we can kind of let go of those, then what you have is someone who's, who's freer and has the spontaneity to be, to just be, to be happy and to do things, you know, and just to be free and easy. Not someone who's held back and still angry because something that happened to them as a child, as a 15-year-old, as a 20-year-old, that they carry with them every single day. You know, if we, you know, um, that's what yeah. we do. You know, it's what everyone does, you know, but um, you need to put equal amount of, or maybe even more time and effort into trying to let that go. So, you know, imagine you're carrying, you know, you're, you're carrying this, the scared three-year-old, you're carrying the angry four-year-old, you're carrying with you the, you know, the angry five-year-old, you're carrying with you the, the, the bullied 13-year-old. You're carrying all these big things with you all the way through your adult life, plus all the other experiences you have in life. That's a lot. That's an awful lot. So that's why meditation, prayer, energy, arts, therapies, therapists, that's what they're all there for, is to help you let go of those and then to move on beyond those. Not to spend all your time in therapy talking about how you were bullied when you were 13. Mm. You, need to, you need to get over it. You don't need to be in therapy for 40 years talking about being a bullied 14-year-old and why your mum wasn't nice to you. You know, you need to do yeah. that for a little bit of time and let go of it. The whole point is to let go of those things um, and then to move on. And then you become who you are. And then you can fulfil your destiny. So it's just... Uh, that's really, really important, you know, whichever way people do it. We need to move beyond the things that we hold on to, the pain and the, the tension, you know, we need to move beyond it. It's so profound what you're saying, Mir, because it is a whole, in one way, we can look at mankind and we can say, my goodness, we are really, um, as a creation, you know, that we have so much to us, so many aspects to us, so many levels to us, and how we even get on with anyone else, it's sort of always, it defies belief for me, because I'm always looking at people and thinking, how the hell are people still walking the planet? Because we have so many universes within us. Yes. Um, and it's trying to fathom all of that out, let alone trying to fathom somebody else's out. Um, but one of the things that is really difficult, I think, out there is how do you begin? Because, you know, it's the first step. Yes. The first step. What would you say the first step? This is a huge question. But what is the first step to finding your peace, to finding yourself? Because we've got to begin somewhere. And if someone is out there now thinking what Mir is saying, you know, is fantastic. I absolutely agree with that. Where do I begin? I don't know what to do. There's all this stuff going on and I'm scared and I'm afraid and, you know, I'm nervous. Mm -hmm. How do you stop that chatter, the banter, the fear and 
begin? Okay. First, I would say is just to be kind. Be mm. kind to yourself. Um, be kind to your own thoughts. Be loving and kind to your, to your own history and where you've come from. You need to be kind to yourself. Um, often people will punish themselves, say that they're not good enough, they don't deserve something, uh, I can't do this, all those kind of things. So first just be kind to yourself and think, okay, uh, I can do this, let's just find out how. So, you know, be kind, be gentle to yourself. And, you know, if you can extend that to the people around you, whether they're hurting you or not, perhaps be kind to them, you know, as much as you can do too. That's, that's first and foremost. And then the way I did it was to try and find something that's bigger outside of yourself. The one thing that people should know, especially the people who listen to this, is that there's something greater than us. We're, we're part of a whole. And there's, um, there's so much more that we can all tap into. And I think if people listen to this podcast, they, they know that already. So they need to find out what that is for them. Now, what they might have access to them uh, might be um, a, a religious um, organization, you know, because that's all they have. Um, if they're really lucky, they might have local teachers or maybe teachers from afar. Um, they might have a local wise person that they can speak to, uh, a relative who, who knows things, a friend. Um, or if they're really, really lucky, they've got nature, the biggest teacher of all. You know, they've got uh, natural mountains and waters around them, clean waters, lovely trees, clean air. If they've got that, nature's a, an amazing teacher. Where all of this comes from? You know, the sun, the moon, the sky, the stars. Yeah. And that's where we all get everything from. Uh, those, that's the ultimate uh, teachers and teachings. So first be kind to yourself and know that things can change and you can move forward. Then seek something outside of yourself. Don't, as one of my teachers used to say, is, you know, don't think so small. You know, yes. You know, it's not just you. You are part of the whole. Don't think small. And then, you know, even if, you know, if you're in a concrete block somewhere, um, you know, a concrete housing estate with nothing around you, or you're in the middle of nowhere, just a, just a village, and you listen to this, you know, live, or you listen to this in, in 50 years' time, if you've got a tree, a patch of earth, you're, you've got a wall, a mountain, uh, whatever it might be, you know, just sit and feel. Feel what's going on, knowing that things can change. Um and sometimes, well, often, we have to look out of ourselves um, to find out what that is. Find a teacher. Now, if you're lucky, you can learn all your lessons from nature, just from the air we breathe, from the sky we look up at, from the sun, the moon, um, you know, the, the plants that are growing, from the ants on the earth walking. You know, those, those are actually the greatest teachers, but they're probably... The lessons learned there are too big for us to understand. So what we need to do is come down in size. And what we need to do then is speak to people. Mm -hmm. uh, and speak to people who, who have seen the greater lessons learned in those big places that are, often, that are open to everyone and get, to get those teachers and people and teachings to translate for us. So it might be in some books. It might be uh, from the person that you can speak to who no one else speaks to. 
you know, everyone thinks they're a bit crazy or a bit strange, but they, they know more than anyone else. It might be speaking to a child. It might be stroking, you know, um, an animal, you know, just spending a little bit of time uh, with, uh, with a nice pet. You know, um, the lessons are there, but often they're just too big for us to, to comprehend. Sometimes if we can be still with them and, and sit there with them, um, things can come to us. And then we go and get we go and get the universe translated for us by speaking to people or looking into books or seeking out teachers. But um, now in the day of the internet and with people listening to this podcast, etc., they've they've not only got you know one teacher open to them; they've got thousands or millions. Absolutely, you know, the whole world is open to them. And then they you know they can learn things for free. You don't have to do things that are paid for. You can go into things like YouTube and you know carry on searching. For, feeling and finding what makes sense to you um in the place yeah, that's you're at right now it's really mm. important because mm. we, we all come from communities and societies that tell us what we should believe and what we should um what you have to believe and if you think well actually i don't quite fit into that I'm, i i know there's something more different that works better for me you know in the day of the, of the internet you've got it there you know so it's just um you go and find just google google all the things um you know that that interests you, things that you aren't, you've never heard of, you know, you know, spend time with all of them. Um, but, you know, when you do go and find out all these nice fancy things, you find five, 10, 20 years to study with a teacher, you know, you go to the best universities, you go to the other side of the world to speak to teachers. The one thing it kind of comes back to is nature. It comes to nature and breathing. Yeah. You know, they all teach you to breathe. They all teach you to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Breathe in through the nose, feel the air and the breath, fill your body, and then take stuff from that body and out into the universe again. And it always comes back to nature, always comes back to the universe. So if you have access to really nice teachers and you have lots of money to go travel and do all those kind of things, go and search. Um, and even if you do have the money to all all that you always come back to nature and if you don't have any uh money to to travel and learn all that kind of stuff there are lots of free resources on the internet etc that you can find but then again just your breath bring it back to the breath breathe in through the nose out through the mouth feel your body feel what's going on in your mind and just learn to let go it's just uh letting go is the important thing no. Letting go, that's that's a difficult one. And also I found um, something really important. I have a friend of mine and he's very hot on this, but um, is the art of forgiveness. Mm, yes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a big one, isn't it, Mir? It is. It is. Yeah, there are places, I think, um, like uh, Hawaii and other places in the South Pacific, that, that's a big, big practice. There's a huge practice of forgiveness, uh, forgiveness uh, of forgiving yourself or forgiving others. Mm. Um, one of the fo most famous things was um, when um, there was the apartheid in South Africa, uh, mm -hmm. when Nelson Mandela got people together. And rather than... Um, so, so what happened is you had uh, the black farmers and black workers talking about the the white uh, kind of like their white employers and how mean they were to them and what they did. Um, and rather than seek revenge, you know, they just wanted to be heard. And that, mm. and they, they spent months doing that. It's just getting people talking and saying, you know, you did this to me. 
this is what happened to me, this is what happened to my life, this is what happened to my family. And I just want you to hear that and see that and see what you did. And people would, you know, uh, they didn't realize that they had done that or didn't want to know. And then they just basically asked for forgiveness. They weren't, you know, compensated saying, okay, right now, give me your farm. That, that wasn't happening. They were saying, I just want you to see, see what happened. Um, and people were making amends and just basically forgiving each other. That was really important when, when Nelson Mandela was alive and, and doing all of that. And so, um, yeah, definitely forgiveness is important. It's a difficult practice. It's a very, very difficult it, practice. It is diff difficult. And mm. when you, I think, have tried it, you know, on certain times in my life, and I continue to practice it, but it's not so easy. And even when you say, you know what, Mimi, I forgive myself for allowing to be in certain situations. I'm sorry that I allowed that person or that situation to continue to disrespect my soul. Mm. And that sort of sends a message, doesn't it, out there, within and out there, of a greater understanding of who we are as souls. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's important to, to kind of, if you can, get to that point and then to to move beyond. You don't want to get stuck, stuck in years mm. of forgiveness and years of tension, kind of years of self-therapy, because um, you, you want what your soul is here for to, yes. to, be, to be fulfilled. And, that's, and mm. that's really, really important. And I think a lot of people don't think that they're special enough or don't think they're de deserving enough of that. And they are. Why do people think that, Nick? Because I hear that so much. Oh, um, God, yeah. I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm, I don't deserve it. What is that stick that we all beat ourselves up with? It's usually because other people, remember, have been injured along the way. And the, the mm. other people that you you're surrounded by, you know, they're, they're stuck in their six year, they're hurt six-year-olds, they're, they're angry seven-year-olds. They're operating from all those places as well. And because maybe they failed at something, you know, let's say something as simple as putting their socks on the right, the right way around when they were three years old. And, and you know, and they felt really hurt and just better. Oh, oh my God, I, I can't believe I can't put my socks on. But what happens is that programming stays in them. I'm, I'm not good enough. And that, that, kind of I can't put my socks on correctly becomes a I'm not good at this I'm not good enough and that's a program that stays open in in their minds yeah. uh, and you know for a lot of people they don't let go of that so you know way down the line they they kind of project that onto other people and so you know when they you know they've got that thing they don't even know where it's come from that you know they were three years old couldn't put their socks on and now they think they're not good enough. That's all it came from. And maybe lots of other times, you know, maybe they couldn't, they couldn't swim the first time they went into the pool. Maybe they couldn't use a fork the first time they tried to hold a fork. There's all these times when they're told and feel that they couldn't do things. Mm. So when they bump into you and you have a dream and say that you want to do something, all that happens is all those programs inside them open up and they project it onto you and say, no, you can't do it. You're not good enough. So yeah. you know, it, it comes from them and they their perceived failures and misgivings, and they they kind of share that onto you uh, and put that onto you, and then you you carry that. And you think, you know what? Maybe maybe I can't 
do that. I, I can't do this. I'm never going to be any good. And then you just carry that same program. And it's just like a, well, I'm going to use the word, it's kind of unfortunate, it's like a virus that spreads, you know, it's just uh, in these times we all know about viruses and it's just, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things and we, we spread it onto other people. And that's one of the important things about forgiveness and about letting go, you know, through meditation, through breathing, through movement, is let that go. Because when you come into contact with that energy of, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, and therefore no one else can do this. You just contact what that is energetically and you dissolve it and you just let it go and move beyond. So the next time you bump into someone, you're not projecting your own issues onto them. Mm. And and then mm. you can, at the very least, say, well, okay, we'll see how it goes. See if you can learn how to uh, ride that bike. Let's see how it goes. Or maybe you'll be like, Actually, you know what? I bet you can ride that bike. Let me help you. Let's do it together. You know, because you've let go of the, your own fears and doubts and uncertainties. So it's just, um, yeah, we're all operating, like you said, in, in our own little universes full of fear and tension. And we, we bump into each other and we kind of almost pass those little fears and uncertainties and, and tensions and angers and hatreds and everything onto everyone else. Uh, and all our anxieties and we, we pass it all on um but if you learn to kind of let go of your own stuff then suddenly you're someone who's not passing it on and you can't take it on from others either you know that's the important thing and the more people we teach to let go of their stuff you know the less stuff there will be around and there'll, there'll be more and more people not passing things on um and you know we're not here to basically heal the world and tell everyone to change and do everything. The most important thing is that we we work on ourselves and because of people because of our proximity, people kind of look to us and will say, My God, well, they've changed and they're no longer operating from a place of fear. They're not operating from a place of anger. Mm. You know, I could I could do that too. So you just lead by example. You you don't always push it on to people. You just do you think and people watch and follow and learn and you know they'll copy as well that's how that's i think the best teachers are is that they lead by example and through love because yes. we can and i've said this before we can force somebody to do something and they'll do it through fear but they'll never really learn the lesson um, and they'll never really enjoy what they're doing or we can actually through love show them and then that becomes part of them and then they can in fact create the ripple effect to help others help themselves because what we have forgotten I believe I don't know you'll have to tell me what you think is we have actually forgotten the power of who we are Absolutely, absolutely. Because essentially what happens is we just get caught up in all the distractions. You know, mm. you're absolutely right. Each one of us is powerful. It doesn't matter um, what your physical body is like, what your health is like. We all have an innate power uh, that yeah. can affect the others around us and the world around us. And what happens is, you know, we get stuck in those different places and rather than operate from our power and from ourselves, we operate from all those, from our splintered selves, from our splintered places. So you're not truly being who you are. Um, mm. And, you know, to, to let go of everything, everything means you can fulfill your destiny. You can go on your path 
towards being who you are and you know people will see that and free themselves too or ask you how how did you change how did you do this how how can i do it too and then you you show help offer the advice and if it works for them they can do it the same way or perhaps they continue on their journey and find out elsewhere yeah but it's yeah. just yeah it's really 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 important you're right and one of the things I, I don't know if you ever saw this video it's on youtube and it was i don't know the correct name for it when there's a lot of swallows at the same time and they created this beautiful dance as so many birds mm. do yes. yeah. and then there is this whole um music about it because they're actually all singing they're singing their own song but collectively this huge and fantastic orchestra that's going on because everybody knows his own voice. Yes, that's right. You have to, you have to have your own voice. It's really important. People will try and impose theirs onto you and make you have theirs or what they think you should have. You know, yeah. They'll tell you, you've got to have this. No, you have to, you have to be like this. But you have your own voice. It's really, really important. You know, you've, you've got to find it. And unfortunately, people are, are stuck in their own uncertainties and anxieties about finding out who they are. And, you know, you don't need to be uh, horrible or, or, ang or angry or hateful to other people to become who you are. You just, mm. you know, in fact, you're right. You, you have to become loving and you have to, um, you know, you have to forgive and you have to let go to become who you are. And then you sing your own song. And I think, um, I don't know if this is the, um, I, th I think I, I, I tell this all the time, but one of my teachers, uh, and I might have said this in the last podcast, so I'm, I'm sorry if I said it, but. No, don't worry. You, of, we, uh, we need reminding. <laughs> one of the uh, analogies one of my teachers was saying, uh, my main Chinese medical teacher, he said, he said, just like you're, you know, but all like tuning forks, you know, and you, you can have, you've got your, your own sound, your own vibration. But what happens is life uh, and the things that happen to us are kind of like, they're like barnacles, you know, those things that stick on, on rocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those, and, and our, our problems in life and our tensions and fears and everything, they stick to us. And, and when you hit that, that tuning fork, it's no longer your sound. You have this odd sound. Yes. That's dulled and it's, mm. it's out of tune. And then throughout lives, we collect more and more barnacles and, and we become more and more out of tune. And before you know it, you don't sound anything like you are at all because you're full of these barnacles. And what we do is basically through Qigong, through breathing, through meditation, mm. through prayer, through physical exercise, through forgiveness, through letting go, we clear those barnacles and then we become clean of them and cleaner and cleaner of them until we are about as clean as we can be and we sound like who we are supposed to sound. And then what you'll find is people will look to you and gravitate towards you because they'll want to sound, they'll want to sound clean too. You know, they realize mm. by looking at your example that they are, they are carrying all these old barnacles and they want their tuning fork to be, to sound clean because they know that's, this is not their sound anymore. And then they do the same thing. And what, what tends to happen is people gravitate towards you because they know that you can clean them. They can be clean just by your presence or by following your example or just by getting inspiration by hearing from you or seeing you once and thinking, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to clean myself too. And, and, then, and then you can have that influence throughout the world and throughout your community and 
clean tuning forks hang around with other clean tuning forks and they they work in sync so you have that nice beautiful sound but everyone has that their own sound and when they all tune together then you have that wonderful harmony and that's what raises the whole energy and right. vibration of your area in effect oh. so it doesn't matter as you said where you are you could be i don't know in outer mongolia you could be in london you could be mm-hmm. wherever yeah. um the point is that where you are you are raising that vibration that's right personally and yeah. because of that it resonates in that whole space that you actually become that space yes exactly you you are where you're meant to be it might not, mm. it might be that you want to get out of there and i totally understand that mm. we've all found ourselves in those places but right now you're there where you're meant to be and if you can clean your tuning fork if you can clean yourself then you are the person that is there to do that job to help and inspire others too and it might be that you're only just there to work on yourself because there might be lessons that you have to learn from mm. your practice lives uh, that that need to be clear. Maybe you're needing to clear your family's karma by going through what you're going through right now and you're the last person in the line so you're there to clean it, you know? Mm. So it's um, it's important that, you know, you, you, you clean your tuning fork is that you clear yourself uh, and if you can help those around you by example or by meaningful kind of change, um, then that's a wonderful thing to do. You know, we don't all have to be teachers or guides, whatever, but by being ourselves, you basically implicitly become one because people, yes. you know, think, wow. And you might feel that you have nothing to, to teach or to offer. Think, listen, I, I, you know, I listen to podcasts. I, I don't have a teacher, but I did learn this lesson. And the lesson was to let go, you know, is to, is to forgive. My, the lesson I learned was to clean my tuning fork. But my, my lesson was that, you know, the pain and suffering that I have might have come through the life I have and for my family karmically down down the ancestral line. But I'm I'm learning to let go of it now. And people will, will see that from afar and want to do the same thing too. So you, you just do your work and you know people will find you. And even if you don't think they are, they often are. They're looking at you and wondering what's going on. Um you know how one of the things that uh, one of the things that happens in um in clinic, I guess I talk about clinic is, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things we were first taught in clinic is you might be sat there watching that patient because we're taught to observe all these little tiny little things. Mm-hmm. But don't think that patient isn't watching you just as closely. They're watching you too. <laughs> yes, that's very you know, true. You might be watching them, but they're watching you too. You know, so you might be there in your community out in the, you know, some Highlands community where there's only 50 people who all like, drinking too much or, you know, doing whatever they do and, you know, you feel you don't fit in. Um, but, you know, they're dragging you in, but suddenly you become, you become clearer, you become happier, you, you've let go of stuff. They're all watching you. All your mm-hmm. community knows that this has changed. They might not understand it. They might not know what's going on, but they can feel it. Just like, you know, when the people come and see me and I do things, you know, I do things, certain people know what's going on. And certain people don't, and that's fine, because I I just do my thing, and if it works for them, that's enough. And then that's same with you too. We we all just do our things, and if uh, and people will 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 know. It's true, and also I think that we I believe this greatly that we are 
actually, as you, I love tuning forks. I, I'm really into that. And I got myself some tuning forks, Mir, actually. And um, oh. I'm fascinated. Do you do any tuning fork work at uh, all? No, no. I've got a friend who was big into them and uh, uses them as part of her treatments. Yeah, they're yeah. brilliant. Yeah. They're absolutely yeah. brilliant. But I think that we attract with our own music, with our own sound, the people, everyone is sending out their vibration. And the ones who are on our vibration, we will attract. That's right. And I yes. think it's very important that we're not sending out the wrong vibration because that's why some people will say, I don't know why I attract this type of person or this type of person. Well, why don't you try... Um, I say that for myself as well, I have to say, not standing on any high moral ground. Why do I say this to myself? Why don't you try and just changing that vibration, turn that radio channel a little bit and let's see what happens. And I consciously do it. And then literally it's a fragment of a move within myself and it changes the whole thing. Important. Yeah, well done. Yeah, that's very, very important. You'll feel those people will drop away uh, from you, you know, because you've changed those negative influences feel that they can't attach to you and they can't drain from you anymore. Mm. Um, Mm. You know, people know about psychic vampires and the fact that they kind of latch onto you because they want to drain your energy. But if you don't, you know, if you don't fall into that same pattern of letting them drain you, suddenly they can't drain you anymore. Suddenly they just won't hang around. Because they yes. can't, they can't take from you anymore. You know, it's just you know they will, they will just disappear. They, you know, some of them disappear really quietly, and you never hear from them again. And some mm. of them, you know, will attack you and say, you know, well, I don't know what's wrong with you. Da, 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 da. And then mm. they just disappear. That's that's fine. You, you're not there to fix the world or to fix them. You're there to, yes. you know, fix yourself first and foremost. Mm. And then what comes out of that comes out of that. That's it. It's fine. It's important, isn't it, to be around the people, to surround yourself. I think it's so important. I had a teacher when I was um, in school and I was about 10 years old and it was really important for me to be, you know, the class monitor. You know, that was so important. I don't know why, but I think it's because I'm a bit bossy at times. But anyway, that was really important. And she came up to me and she said, do you know what, Mimi? You need to change the company that you're keeping. Mm. I was flabbergasted, Mir, but to this day, I remember that lesson. And I used to think, well, I quite like these people, you know, that I'm hanging around with. But as time went on, I changed the company. I became a monitor, which was so important to me at that point. And then I realized that those people that I was, you know, I was only a child, that I was hanging around with, so to speak, I didn't really like them anyway, and they didn't like me. And it was just a point of convenience because they lived around the corner from me. Yes. So that was a huge lesson in life, which I'm still learning, is that you have to really be so careful with who you keep the company of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, you know, bringing it back to the whole kind of thing about destiny is that you can be taken off your path. You can mm. be, you know, by the people that you surround your that you're surrounded by and they'll yeah, want to take yeah. you off their path because because they're off their paths yeah so, you know and and that's it's important to become yourself and you know if you have to lose the company if you have to lose those friends or you have to lose you know certain amount of security then that's you know provided it's safe to do so and you're not like in some dangerous you know really dangerous mm-hmm. life or death situation then that's a really good thing 
to do, and it's really, really important because they will they will drag you down. They will drag you down, and they want to, you know, sub subconsciously they they want to, or unconsciously is a better word. They they will drag you down because their lives are being dragged down. Yes, you know, you know so many, there are so many things. I remember there was this guy who was um, I went to school with um, really by the time I got to school because I changed schools in in high school uh, when I got there. He was, you know, he was, he was smoking, he's drinking. You know, we were all 14 years old and uh, he's smoking, he's drinking. He was one of the bad boys. And I didn't really spend that much time with him. Um, you know, we were always kind of civil to each other. Um, and then I think, you know, for some reason, a few years later, we started to get on really well. Um, and I found out that, you know, he he was a really talented runner. He, the, the teachers in the school said, listen, you can be one of the best in the county. You could become amazing. You know, you, you could go really far. He just had this natural ability. But his life circumstances, his family circumstances pulled him down out of that and he never fulfilled his talent. And one of the things that he said to me, um, he said, listen, oh man, it's such a shame you and me didn't become friends uh, early on in life because we could have gone off and done all kinds of things too. And I thought, oh my God, you know, thank God I, I didn't because I would have been dragged down by yeah. your circumstances as mm. well. Mm. No, and just you know, you, your life can take take that turn, and you can end up uh, somewhere very different. Um, but one of the things you've got to know is that you can pull it back too. You know, it's important. That's important yeah. to know, isn't it? That yeah, it's yeah. not all final. Wherever you are in life, you have the ability in that moment to change it completely. Yes. Yeah. It's not always going to be easy, but you mm. know, breathe, breathe in through the nose, feel what's happening in your body, breathe out through the mouth, and let go of that tension and make that decision, let go, you know, just let go, make that decision to let go of the bad energy inside of you, the things that you're carrying mentally, psychologically, and make that decision to let go of the things that you're carrying around you, those those friends that are no good for you, the company you keep who are no good for you, mm. um, the energy around you that's, that's bad, the location you live in, whatever, if you can change those things, then change that, change, change um, decide to change your negative mindset, mm. you know, different from from being that don't don't be that angry 14 year old anymore let go of that you know and you know be the person that people want to be around you know people want to hang around with you not because they're scared of you or they're told to respect you because you have an important family or you've got lots of money or you know people will gravitate towards you because they'll they'll just feel that there's something good around you that they want to be around yeah and that's you know yeah. that's important and if you can get them to feel that and be that as well, then they can be that for other people too. It's very true. You know, you know the film The Golden Child. Yes. Yeah. And Eddie, yeah. I, yeah, Eddie Murphy. I just, I love that film. And one of the things that I really remember about that film is I don't know whether you remember this scene, but the Golden Child is going to save the world, and um. And he's actually, they kidnap him and they put him in this place and they surround him with evil. Mm, but yeah. the point is, the child is never affected by it because it maintains its focus and discipline to its destiny, I suppose. So no matter how much evil they're surrounding it by, he's remaining intact inside. And I think that's a good lesson at these times, yes. isn't it, Mir? Yes, yes, it is. It is. I think with all the, you know, where we're talking now, you know, 
uh, kind of a year into the pandemic in the UK. Mm. So I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? We went into lockdown a year ago. Yeah, I heard that yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So 23rd of March 2020, uh, the UK went into lockdown. Uh, that was, you know, a year anniversary yesterday. And I think the the world is still encompassed in fear and tension. And of course, anxiety and uncertainty. And uh, people are surrounded by that and have that, you know, pushed into them and thrown down them uh, an awful lot. So people are in a, in a state of anxiety and fear and tension constantly all the time you know mm-hmm. suicide rates are up and you know self-harming's up and depression's up and it's just it's a very difficult time for everyone around the world mm-hmm. um and you know it's this that's why it's really important for us to kind of like to seek out our own power and to let go of things that are negative now one of the things that i i made the clear decision to do a few years ago was not to watch the news i don't watch the news at all and haven't done neither do i yeah, so it's, it's been great, you know, and uh, I remember listening to other people saying, what do you mean you, know, you don't watch the news? And it's it's been the best thing I ever did. And I remember thinking those people who didn't watch the news before, I thought they were crazy. It's just like, you know, how do you know something's going to happen? People will tell you. Pe- people will tell you if there's something important, you know. Yes. It's not a problem. But all that the, the, the news channels do is fear, is basically spread fear and anxiety mm-hmm. and hatred. You're told to hate one group. Or you're told to hate this one, you know, people uh, in these peoples in this country. You're 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 told to hate them, and then you know, then you're taught to fear others, and then you've got anxiety, and you're just like, oh, now we should hate this other group of people because we don't like them now, you know. And now our government have decided we don't like those people, but we like we like these again now, and it's just it's just terrible, you know. So it's just we're, we're just surrounded by fear and hatred. So. I would say switching off the news, you know, is the main thing, uh, definitely. And, and newspapers. Just, yes, and newspapers. Don't look at the newspapers. Don't listen to radio stations. You know, I listen to the radio. I watch TV. But, you know, when the radio is on, and as soon as it comes to the news, you know, every hour on the hour, there's like a two-minute uh, news break, I put the volume down. You know, or, mm. I, you know, I switch it off. Or the news comes on at night time, I switch the channel over uh, on on the TV. Uh, you know, because it's, it's basically, regardless of which country and it's going to be basically government propaganda. It, whichever you know, government is in power, whichever country you're in, they want to tell the people um, what they you know, they want to them to to feel like and understand. So if you can like switch off or make up your own mind or have a little break from that that constant told you know being told who to hate and be fearful of, that at least gives you some space to breathe, uh, and then. You can perhaps, you know, go off and do things that, you know, help you to breathe and relax and let go of. So it's just not surrounding yourself by people who are full of hate and fear and anger, not surrounding yourself or listening to or watching news that, again, surround, mm. you know, surrounds you with fear and, and hatred and anxiety. Um, and keeping away from all those things is the first step to kind of, you know, taking your your mind down to a much quieter place and then from there you move into a place where you think okay what can I do that's going to make me less anxious less angry less tense and like I said nature is the best thing if you're lucky enough to have nature around you Mm -hmm. go for a walk in the park sit under a tree um, you know look at the mountains look at the moon at night time look at the scars at the stars you know spend 20 minutes looking up the scars. Mm. Um, well, even the scars. Yeah, yeah. 
at the scars. Yeah, look at the scars too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? why not? I mean, yeah. they're there because they, they're saying that we survived. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm. really important. There are lessons to mm. be learned, things to, mm. to forgive and things to let go of. You know, and just, you know, maybe we're looking up at the, all you've got is cloudy, you know, is, is cloud. Look at the changing cloud. You know, nothing's mm. permanent. So, you know, nature's the greatest teacher. And, you know, the one thing we, we all have, regardless of what our bodies are like, is we've got the in and the out breath. So, you know, mm. breathe in, feel the breath go into the body, breathe out and let go of the tensions and fears from your body and mind. And that's the one that I... I teach the kids when I teach kids is just, you know, is breathe in through the nose. If you, if you can feel the tensions in your body and then breathe them out from your mouth and then mm. breathe in and feel the, the, the tensions in your mind and breathe them out from your mouth. And you can, we can all do that. You might not have access to a, you know, a, a kind of spiritual practice or a teacher or anything like that, but we all have the breath and it, it comes back to the breath. It comes back to breathing. It comes back to nature. And we've all, you know, hopefully uh, we've all got access to all of those very regularly. Yeah. And while we live, there's hope. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's always, always hope, you know. There's always things that can, uh, things can always change. Nothing's permanent, you know. We're not going to be permanent. Um, humans aren't going to be permanently here. Yeah. You know, but, but part of the greater whole, you know. Don't think so small. Yes. Don't it's, think it's, so small. Yeah, that that's is so true. Yeah, that but is it's, so true. it's such a privilege to be here for the short amount of time that we are here. You know, whether we live for five years, 10 years, 10 seconds, or we're, we're on this planet for 100 years as, as humans. You know, it's just um, it's a big privilege and a, it's an amazing thing to be conscious and to, to see the, the world around us. So, um, even that's though that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, to be conscious. It it is, yeah, it is. And, you know, we're weighed down by by our old selves, our old experiences and and other people's ex- old selves and experiences and, and other people's fears and tensions from the community, especially from your family. And you just have to become that tuning fork and start slowly, slowly letting go of those things that are weighing you down. And then soon, soon you'll become the people that will inspire others and people will, will come to you for the answers. Beautiful, amazing, mere. We could talk for months, <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to come back again because you have so much wisdom, you know, and it's so calming to listen to you. And I'm, you know, certain that people out there will find so much serenity in what you say because it is the eternal truth that resides within all of us that, in a way, you're reminding us of. Yes, yes, and we, we all know the answers. Sometimes we just need a reminder, don't we? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, we, we know the answers, we know what we should do, but we get caught up in life. We get caught up in the arguments with family, we get caught up with, you know, work, we get caught up with travel and everything else. And it's, it's fine, sometimes we just need to sit and breathe and, uh, and yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true, it's true. We just need to remember who we are, I think, yeah. and that yeah. that's... Um, that's the start. That's the beginning of where we unlock the door to every other destination within us. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming today. It's always an honour and a pleasure to listen to your wisdom, as always. And, you know, please, as I said, come again, because we need, you know, we could have a whole 
section of you giving advice to people. You might even start your own podcast, Mir. Oh, yeah, no, I think I'll come on here instead. (laughs) (laughs) You're always welcome. The door's always, you know, open for you. But, you know, I, I asked you this before. I'm going to ask you again because I always ask my guests this. But in a nutshell, as much as one can, sort of in a few lines, what is something that's helped you in life and that people need to be reminded of to keep going to not give up hope mm. I, I think for me is pain and discomfort you know I've experienced an awful lot of it and I think I got caught up in it all for a very long time and I think uh, years down the line I learned that I could use it as either fuel to power my my means of, of moving forward and cleaning and clearing myself and others. Mm-hmm. But I also learned to let go of it as well. So it's, for me, it, it forked into two roads. I could feel and be the pain, but I learned to let go of it and in that way dissolve it. But I also learned a different way, which is basically to use it as fuel to move me forwards out mm-hmm. of the pain and out of discomfort. And I, I hope, you know, people people do experience pain and discomfort, and that's that's the nature of being human, and 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 existing. But I hope people kind of learn that they can do either one of those two or other things with it. So, hopefully, people aren't living in pain and dis- discomfort for too long. But if they are, that they can use it to get themselves out of it, or use it for future use, or if they're really gentle, kind of compassionate, they can dissolve it and let it go by the breath, mm. by prayer, by movement, physical movement, you know, and by being in nature. Yes, our greatest teacher. Yes, definitely, mm. definitely. If we're lucky enough to uh, to feel and, and hear things. I think one of the, the things, again, my main uh, medical teacher, he, he said, uh, and I forgot the numbers, but he said one of the things that we don't know is just how fast the earth is moving. Where we're stood, sat, lying on a planet that is moving through space yes. at tens of thousands of miles an hour. You know, it is moving enormously through space and we, we circulate the sun and all this kind of stuff, but we can't even hear it. We can't feel it. If you stand there, we can't feel how fast we're moving, you know, through space and through the universe. It's just too big. So we have to either learn basically to tune into it or we learn from smaller lessons from the places that we can learn first before we move on to to bigger things so um yeah start more small start with your breath start with yourself and then the bigger lessons of the universe come to us when we're ready beautiful advice really and what a way to think you know that here we are literally in this galaxy upon galaxies how do we know in reality what we are doing um because we could be existing on so many different levels and here we are doing the you know dance of life through the whole hemispheres and we're not even aware of it yeah yeah exactly yeah, it's amazing <laughs> it's an amazing time yeah, yeah amazing <laughs> amazing thank you mir now oh, well. tell me th- uh, tell me 
if people would like to get in contact with you, how can they do that? What's the best way? Uh, the best way would probably be through uh, the website. They can email me. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, What's the address of the, the website? The website's um, I've got two for the uh, for the Chinese medicine. It's mm-hmm. orientaltreatment.com. Um, or they can, I think they can contact me through the martial arts website, which is warriorhealers.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, and both should have contact pages where they can just email me. You know, it's just, um, you know, I may or may not be able to help, um, but may or may not be able to point them in a, in a direction. But um, mm-hmm. everyone's welcome to contact me. And uh, if I can help, I will. And if I can't, maybe uh, maybe by crossing me off their list and on their search, they can go and find someone who can. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how short the encounter is. It's all a stepping stone into wherever the journey leads exactly. after that. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just like your teacher who told you maybe you should change company. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do think of her, I have to say, um, yeah. often in life. And it's, um, you know, we were just maybe two years she was my teacher, but um, her lessons still resonate to even to this day. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah amazing. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mir, and um, please welcome. come again. And I wish you a wonderful day ahead. I hope you're not going to be too busy. Yes, yeah. Wish we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, that's what you want, and then I hope it's yeah. very busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still enough time for a cup of green tea, I hope. Yes. Oh, well, there's always time for a cup of green tea. One of the yes. uh, one of the the whole things about is, uh, you know, what's what's the best what's the best tea and what's the best way to drink tea and you know, yeah. how should you drink tea? Because tea is a whole practice in itself. It's a whole dance absolutely. Practice. It's a whole sort of. I don't know. Oh, it's a big, big thing is tea. Mm. But one of the secrets to tea is basically um, it's the company you keep. You know, that's that's the best tea. (laughs) Who who you drink with, you know. So it's just, um, yeah, there's always a cup of green tea. And if it's with myself and I'm happy with myself, then that's not bad company for the day either. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And I really like the green tea. You know, the one that has the rice. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. I love that tea. Yeah, it's called uh, Genmai Cha. Uh, Genmai Cha is a really nice Japanese tea, and I think they have it in South Korea or Korea mm. uh, in, in general. Yeah. But it's it's toasted uh, rice with, That's uh, it. That's with it. sencha, the sencha green. Yes, tea. yes, yeah. it's, it's wonderful nice tea. tea. Wonderful yeah, yeah. tea. Well worth it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you again, and um, I shall see you soon, I hope. And yes. you can you know, pass on your pearls and your wisdom and all the knowledge that you have. And um, I'm sure the listeners out there are going to be delighted because today's episode really has touched upon so many profound and deep things that I think reside within all of us. Okay, great, great. Thank you, Mir. Take care. You too. Okay, bye. 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 Mir Abbas Ali, always fascinating to listen to him. Thank you so much for joining me today and I send you lots of love and lots of light and many, many wonderful wishes. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music 
and inspirational work, take a look at her website, www.miminovic.co.uk.